today. Sally Lucas will be joining us. Uh, We're going to see what the COVID regulations mean for travel at the moment, check-in procedures and things like that. And we're also going to celebrate a very special anniversary. Talking travel today on 2NURFM. Sally Lucas, uh, we all love an anniversary, a birthday. <laughs> so, yes. A very special one coming up in America. Oh, I thought you meant mine. Oh, well. Mine's this month. So it is. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so this, this one was actually the 1st of March was its birthday. And I don't know whether our listeners know this, but... I'll ask them the question, where was the first national park ever signed into law? Mm. Uh-huh. Let no. us think, tick, 150 tick, years tick, ago. Tick, 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 Here we go. Gong. Gone. Yellowstone. My Yellowstone husband said Yosemite, so there you go. So, you, you know, it, they are a lot of beautiful old parks in America, as we all know, and Yellowstone has just turned 150. And it was the world's first national park set aside to preserve and protect scenery, cultural heritage, wildlife, geologic and ecological systems. And it was signed into law by President Ulysses S. Grant when he was in power. And it serves as the core of the greater Yellowstone ecosystem, one of the last and largest nearly intact natural ecosystems on the planet. Mm. So it's very important, obviously. So it would have world heritage status yeah. as well, I yes. imagine. Yes, and has the most active, diverse and intact collections of combined geothermal features with over 10,000 hydrothermal sites wow. and half of the world's active geysers. That's amazing, isn't it? And it's also rich in cultural and historical resources with 25 sites, landmarks and districts on the National Register of Historic Places. So it's based um, on the park's location at the convergence of the Great Plains, the Great Basin and the Columbia Plateau. 27 Native American tribes have historic and modern connections to the land and its resources. And for over 10,000 years before Yellowstone became a national park, it was a a place where Native Americans lived, hunted, fished, gathered plants, quarried obsidian as well, and used thermal waters for religious and medicinal purposes. So I guess over the years... They've been learning many lessons during those 150 years. Um, In the early 1900s, the government killed nearly all the predators in the park and the bison population was hunted to less than two dozen, which is not really a good thing, I suppose, but that's obviously changed again now. But later that century, the fires of 1988 burned more than one-third of the park. Uh And um, the introduction of non-native lake lake trout also decimated um, other species, so they were gotten rid of those as well but now of course the modern resource manage, uh, is managing a lot better and of course you do have roaming uh, bison grizzly bears native fish gray wolves etc so the ecosystem there they say is the healthiest has been in over a century now good so it's being managed correctly which is a great thing isn't it so nice to know it's in a good state to celebrate its 150th exactly you can celebrate in style now Whilst we're talking America, Jane, there's a really lovely cruise. You know how we like doing small ship cruising these days a lot of the time and river cruising particularly is appealing. Um, there's a lovely 14 or 15 night cruise it is actually that you can do from Minneapolis down the big old Mississippi, uh, finishing off in New Orleans. So you can, or New Orleans, if I've got to say it correctly, um, which I think would be a lovely thing to do to travel through all that countryside. And you're going to lots of lovely areas, St. Louis, of course, Memphis, Natchez, um, Hannibal, um, Red Wing, La Crosse, Winona. This isn't until the 23rd of October, 
not the 23rd, October 23, sorry, this cruise is in, so it's a long way off, I know, but we are looking further ahead at the moment on these sort of things. So I thought if anyone's interested, they might want to visit a national park. They might even want to do a fam- such a famous river, the Mississippi, and they might like to do a paddle steamer cruise on the American Queen, which would be a lovely thing. And everything, again, once you do these cruises, as you know, Jane, you unpack once, you know, everything's included. And it's, it's a lovely way just to sit back and let the world go by as you're cruising down the river. So that's just something nice you could include as well. As visiting not just Yellowstone, you might want to go to Yosemite and lots of other national parks yeah. as well. On your station to NURFM, Sally Lucas and I are talking travel and it's time to take a look at some of the practicalities of travel these days. Or not. Um, So what happens if you're overseas? Now, I'm quoting this from an article in one of the travel supplements of of the weekend, um, one of the regular contributors, and... um, he says, like, what happens if you're overseas, you test positive, isolate as director, but then can't find a doctor who'll give you the all clear. So obviously that's a worst case scenario, isn't it, that you'd find yourself in. So apparently this is what happened to a couple of um, the readers in the US. Um, they tested positive, self-quarantined for 14 days as required by our government. And the doctor with whom they made an appointment refused to see them on the grounds they might still be infectious. Oh, oh dear. Mm. So isolation it, is different there. Yeah, so it's different. So finally they were able to arrange another PCR test, the fourth they'd done in 12 days, which gave them a negative result but just five hours before their departure so you would have been packing death a little bit there wouldn't you and also apparently another state I think it was Arkansas um, where someone had tested positive clinics had run out of test kits so mm-hmm. getting your pre yeah getting your pre-departure test before returning to Australia obviously can be a challenge though although a negative RAT as well as a PCR test will now allow you to return to Australia you've still got to be taken under medical supervision so you can't do your own RAT, for example, and it must be done no more than 24 hours before departure, scheduled departure time, so you do need to plan. But many of the larger international airports do have test clinics in their terminals, um, but if you've tested positive previously, they suggest you probably want to use an off-airport test facility. Um, your airline may be able to assist as well. Qantas, for example, has a list of test facilities in the countries in which it operates and other airlines, I'm sure, would probably provide a, a similar service, you would think. Um, if you Google, though, find COVID-19 test lab, it should turn up a list of facilities closer to your location. And IATA, the International Air Travel Association, has a lab locator website as well called lab locatorioata And some countries have apps that can simplify the process. Now, one of the regular travel writers to the Sydney Morning Herald Travel Supplement, Lee Tullock, she's recently returned from France and she offered a tip saying she signed up for Doctolib, so D-O-C-T-O-L-I-B or one word, which is France's version of hot doc. And then she searched for a lab, made a booking online, turned up for an appointment, was quick and she got her results in 12 hours. Mm-hmm. So I guess every country is different on how efficient they are and what they're providing. So you do really need to do your research before you go so you're not scrambling when you get there. And, and when you want to come back. Yeah, and also just you know check with your travel agent. They'll be able to help you through all these mm-hmm. minefields as well. I mean, that's, that's what they're there for. So do make use of them. They need your support at the moment. It's just mm-hmm. like all the tourism industry does and hospitality. Um, it's also, I thought I'd mention, Jane, regarding you know your safety when you're flying. People do still worry about 
actually flying now and don't want to go... In COVID times. In COVID yeah. times. Yeah, I had a friend recently say, oh, I've got family in Los Angeles, but I don't, I don't think I'm prepared to do that long flight yet, you know. So everyone has got these little anxious moments still. But just to reassure, again, most airlines these days have contactless, contactless if I could say it, contactless check-in, self-service bag drop and boarding. Um, they also will provide you, if you haven't got them, with face masks and hand sanitising. I know Qantas, for example, gives you a wellness pack if you haven't got anything, which includes all the things you need if, if, if you have forgotten or haven't got it on you. Um, so just make sure, though, that you get to your airport well and truly on time. Maybe get the airline app as well so that you've got that online and that's going to be a lot easier for you. There's sanitising stations situated throughout the terminals these days. Um, you'll also be asked to scan your own boarding pass before you board. Um, obviously, you need to wear a face mask as soon as you enter the airport and also in flight. Um, and as I said to you, they, they make available these well packs as well. The aircraft are cleaned with a disinfectant effective against coronaviruses, which focuses on high contact areas such as seats, seat belts, overhead lockers, air vents, toilets, etc. And of course, the air conditioning on aircraft is fitted with hospital-grade air filters that remove 99.9% of all air particles, including viruses, and that cabin air is refreshed every few minutes. So an aircraft's ventilation air rate, to give people an example, is eight times better than a supermarket and 12 times better than an office space. So you can rest assured that your air you are getting is as good as you're going to get anywhere. So if that might help people put a few fears at rest that it is quite safe to fly. Sally Lucas and I talking travel, hot deals, time. What's around at the moment, Sally? Okay, firstly, Jane, I'd just like to mention that um, heritage expeditions who have sailed regularly around the bottom of the New Zealand, around the South Island, the sub-Antarctic, have released four new voyages that are bound for the remote coves and inlets right into the heart of Fiordland on an 18-guest expedition yacht. So that'll be starting from July. So I just thought we'd let people know that because New Zealand should be open by then. Um, so there's their new five, seven and ten day e uh, expeditions, which will explore iconic destinations, as I said to you, that are remote coves and inlets only accessible by sea, including Preservation Inlet, Dusky and Doubtful Sounds, the Asheron Passage, Chalky Inlet, Milford Sound and much more. So that's something lovely that, that's coming our way. A beautiful contemporary wood finished interior with Ten well-appointed cabins and spectacular panoramas, views, you know, all-inclusive again of your New Zealand wine, beers, spirits, food, well-stocked library. That'd be delightful. Just 18 guests. How nice would that be? Mm, Beautiful part area. of the world. Mm. And we were talking a little bit about the US today and Yellowstone, of course, having its birthday. And we were talking too about cruising the Mississippi. So there is an offer on that particular voyage on the American Queen. Um, if you make a new booking uh, for that 2023 departure in October, until the 30th of June, you don't have to pay a deposit until, sorry, you don't have to pay a deposit until the 30th of June, even when you book now. So that's a bit of, you know, a, a buffer for you. And this is only available to um, Australian guests if you book between now and the end of March and you get that as well. Um, APT have got a lot of lovely itineraries at the moment within Australia where you can save up to $1,000 per couple on private jet air tours. The offer ends 31 March. There's one doing Queensland Tropics and Outback, which is nine days from Sydney return. You're going to places like Longreach, Thursday Island, Horn Island, Cape York, 
Port Douglas, Cairns, Hamilton Island, etc., which is great. And there's another one doing the Southern Ocean to the Top End by private jet. And that's from Melbourne, Kangaroo Island, uh, Wilpena Pound, which is fantastic, Uluru, Alice and Darwin. And so that's, that's a really good. Ponant, that lovely French um, cruise company, again, has got some incredible um, itineraries, in, even including Antarctica back on its menu with the new 2022-23 season starting in October. And they've got lots of exclusive offers, both Arctic and Antarctic, on select departures. Only just check with your agent. You've got book by 20 March, and they are including a $2,500 flight credit per person. So that's certainly worth looking at as well. And Hertie Gruten, the other lovely cruising company, has giving solo travellers. They Actually, it came out on... Um, Valentine's Day this offer but it's still current for the moment until booked out where they've got a, a lot of their cruises where people can cruise solo at no extra cost and that again will you know it's Antarctica it's Arctic it's Norway it's a whole range of their cruise options as well so yeah there's quite a lot out there at the moment Jane and all I'm saying is please book early again if we can just reiterate that because things for example like the GAN and the Indian Pacific now that that's open even though we haven't been able to go there people have already been booking since last year for this year and a lot of the GAN and the Indian Pacific is fully booked for this year already mm-hmm. there's only odd departures so you might not even be able to do it till next year so really you've got to think early um, and make these bookings and a lot of them do have flexible booking options so just keep that in mind but yeah booking early I think is the main thing at the moment. Ah, oh, travel back on the scene. Yes, nice. yes, sound Thank nice. Thank you, Sally Lucas. Thank you, Jane. And we will talk travel again next Friday after the one o'clock news on 2NURFM.